Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back for the first Sunday of Advent for the week of December 2nd, 2018, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to get in the podcast, and I am excited to say Happy New Year, Happy New Church Year, as we dig into the year of Luke, as we process into year C, I am excited that we are digging into this week, and I hope you are too. I am just ecstatic as we go into and start Advent and that we are moving forward with the church year, having been in Pentecost so long. So, as we get into it, there's a couple things we need to do right here off the top of the show, and that is one, do a shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainways podcast, their commentaries, their discussions, it gives me a lot of direction since I'm not an ordained minister. I'd highly recommend that you check out this free resource of workingpreacher.org. The second thing that I will say is if you haven't checked out God Friended Me on CBS yet, I'd again highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you have the time, figure out a way to binge it. The Christmas season is coming quickly. It's worth it. It's a really great show to be able to discuss different Christian values and talking about how we struggle with faith and how that's good and healthy and a good thing. And I think as you're listening to this podcast, you're not opposed to dealing with the difficult things of faith and science. So I'd highly recommend checking that show out. But before we get into this week, we have to look at last week's question of look around you and what blessings are you noticing today that you haven't thought about or noticed before. For me, I just got back up to Bemidji after the Thanksgiving weekend and got to spend some extended period of time with my family. And it was just good being back around them to realize how much of a blessing they are to me and my life. So shout out to my mother and to my father. Know that you guys will be listening to this. So thank you so much for being you. And shout out to my sister being able to catch up and talk a little bit about youth ministry stuff over the weekend. And shout out to new listener, my auntie Barb was really great being able to interact with you and it's such for me a blessing to be able to really notice how much my family is there to support me in these different endeavors and I think there's so many little blessings though that we overlook throughout the day just the for instance I was able to purchase a vehicle over the long weekend and just being able to go through the process of having somebody there to walk me through the paperwork having someone there to even help me with my questions and different things having someone there as I call to get insurance on the vehicle to be able to quote and find what's going to be the best resource for me it's amazing how as the body or as people if we can work together what type of blessings that really is for everyone around us. So as we get into this week, we're going to start as the gospel reading is out of Luke 
chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. And this is kind of a very interesting reading, I feel, to start off Advent because we're getting talks about signs and that things will be coming. Then they will see the Son of Man in a cloud with the power and great glory in verse 27. And talking about this anticipation for Christ coming into our lives. And we get this great little small parable stuck right in the middle of this, starting in verse 29, midway through. Look at a fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see yourself and know that summer is already near. And so, again, then Jesus giving this forelook of that the signs of Christ are coming. And for me, there's just a lot of anticipation and in growth that comes into that. And we'll get into this a little bit further. The first reading is out of Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 to 16. And this kind of continues to build upon that thought from the gospel reading, that there is a promise that God is coming and that it will happen. And in those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will be in safety, coming out of verse 16 and that the Lord is our righteousness, so that the Lord is in this, and that this time is coming. The psalm this week is Psalm 25, verses 1 through 10. And again, this for me is this praise psalm coming from because of what the Lord is doing for us, that we should give him praise for that he is also in that he loves us so much that he is not remembering our past. And is loving us as what he has made us to be. And as we humble ourselves in front of the king. The second reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 9 through 13. And again, it's this joy because of what the Lord has done for us. And in this, it's that love that's all-consuming that just wraps us up in this sense of love that he is trying to convey. So before I really get into the meat and potatoes of this, like we stated off the top, this is a new church year. And as we move into Advent, let's talk briefly about what Advent is. And Advent is the season before Christmas. Christmas is not just one day, but a 12-day season. And that with this anticipation, it's preparing. It's hopeful. It's this time of preparing ourselves for Christ and what that means as we kind of get ready for Christmas. It's so hard in the Western world where we're thinking about getting everything ready for Christmas when we're looking at these scriptures and how we're slowing ourselves down to actually think about what the meaning of what this is that's coming into the world for us actually is. So Advent for me, and I think for many, is the season of hope, the season of preparing for this promise that God has made to us and the hope, the anticipation of it being fulfilled. So as I was thinking about this and trying to think, well, how do I bring in a science context to that? What is hope? And if you had to redefine hope, I think optimism is a pretty good word for that. 
And I found a very interesting TED Talk that I will attach below from neuroscientist Tali Sharat as she has studied optimism. And it's fascinating because as she goes through this and starts to describe optimism, she states that 80% of people have an optimism bias, which is that we overestimate good things and underestimate bad things. So we overestimate the chances of us getting a raise or getting promoted or getting winning the lottery and underestimate the chances of us having cancer or getting divorced or things of that nature. So we are actually mostly creatures of being more optimistic than actually realistic. One thing that they found with the study was that three-fourths of British people were optimistic about their family, yet only 30% of people thought families were doing better in general than previous generations. So that we're also internal optimists about ourselves, but not about others. So it was really fascinating. We think that we are, you, listening to this, are better than average. That's our bias. So is this good? The question of is this good becomes, well, there's a case for no. Because then if you aren't optimistic, you don't anticipate doing well, you won't be disappointed. But through her different studies she is, and different studies that have been done, she talks about how this is greatly exaggerated. People who have high expectations always feel better. Psychologists Margaret Marshall and John Brown ran a study and asked people who had high expectations to take some tests. And when they did well, they attributed it to themselves, to the traits and the abilities that they had. Where if they did then poorly on this exam, they would give it that it was unfair and that that's why they didn't do well and will do better if the test had been fair. Opposing that is if you have low expectations, if you failed the test, you were just affirming that belief in yourself that I'm just dumb. And that if you had the success, you say, well, it was just an easy exam and that things will even out, that I will not do well in this. So this whole idea of positive thinking is driving success. The second thing that she found from another study from George Lowenstein, a behavioral economist, was we like anticipation. His test where he asked his students, if you had a celebrity come up to give you a passionate kiss, how much would you pay? And asking at different levels. So either immediately, 24 hours from now, three days from now, a year from now, or 10 years from now. The result that ended up getting the highest amount of payout was three days. This being that we like to have the anticipation of it knowing that it's coming and being able to fantasize or daydream about what different possibilities I could also think of. It gives us time to prepare for something of that nature. This is also confirmed by that the majority of people prefer Fridays over Sundays. The anticipation of the next two days being off compared to the anticipation of the work week. All of this leads to that we are mostly optimistic people. And without optimism, we would be slightly depressed. And with that slight depression, we would actually be more realistic 
with some of our goals. But optimism changes objective reality. Optimism is not related to success, but it leads to success. We've heard this phrase over and over that the optimism about something actually can reduce stress and anxiety. And they've been able to figure out some of this when they've looked at the brain. One of the regions that positive information gets registered is in the left inferior frontal gyrus, where negative information gets interpreted in the right inferior frontal gyrus. So one of the tests that she ended up doing as she's kind of testing this was asking people the question like, what is your chance of getting cancer? And let's take, for instance, sample A says 50%. And the person that would go through and say, I have good news for you. Only 30% of people get cancer. When asked that question again, the person usually responds with something along the lines of, my risk of getting cancer is 35%. So taking the knowledge that was given to them and reducing the chance of having cancer and raising their expectation for a quality life. Good news. Let's take sample B. Same question gets asked. What is your chance of getting cancer? If they say something like, say, 10%, they say, unfortunately, I have bad news for you. 30% of people get cancer. What is your chance of getting cancer? cancer. Often, it would be something then like, my chance of getting cancer would be 11%. So when you look at that information, how the positive information of not having cancer reduced their possibility of their goal, their what they thought would happen. Whereas when they got negative news, that this wasn't adjusted as much. The more optimistic people were, they found that the right inferior frontal gyrus, the one who controls the bad information, became less, it didn't do its job well. And they were then able to, through magnetic pulses of putting it on the skull directly, were able to manipulate that to be able to, for a temporary period of time, get so that they could actually get a very optimistic person to not be as optimistic. But what does this have to do with Advent? And the reason that I bring this up is as we look at this Luke text and the Jeremiah text, we'll start with those two, we're getting discussions about signs, the signs of Christ coming, the signs of God bringing himself to us, that it will happen, the anticipation. This is an internal optimism for us. And as we can see from going through these different tests, we are hardwired, literally hardwired to be optimistic. It is 80% of us have optimism bias just built into us. We are designed to be optimistic. And from this optimism, when I look at the Psalms and 1 Thessalonians, because of this optimism, we know that we can put our trust in God and that we have this eternal love that changes everything. 
that we are trusting that God will be there and help us through these times. Yes, there are going to be times when we say things look difficult and we take off some of the rose-tinted goggles of optimism. But that's at times when we have to trust more. And that's where that love comes in because we do not deserve to have somebody come. But it's from his steadfast love that he has for us that he ignores what we have done in our past. Optimism drives us. And when we lose that optimism, that's when things become more difficult. It's amazing to me if we think about it, we have people who really do struggle with depression. And I'm not trying to make that a lesser disease. It's a very powerful, gripping disease. But we don't have a disease for over-optimistic people. And like we were talking about with those studies, even if they fail, they don't fully believe it. They're realizing that there's maybe something going on or I can get through this. I can push myself to do better. We are hardwired to be optimistic. I don't think this is unintentional. We are longing for a connection with our maker. And we want to understand and see these signs, but we have to know and anticipate that he is coming. And that's where the hope comes in. Our optimism isn't out of just pure fantasy. Our optimism is from hope grounded in the knowledge of faith in the Lord. And that's what's so powerful about Advent as we prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord. As we prepare our hearts, our homes, our minds, what does this mean? What does this mean to have Christ in the flesh coming to earth for you and me? What does that mean? That's what's so powerful. And that's one of the things that we can take from this anticipation time. when We get to think about what is this? And what does this mean? So, the Twitter question of the week is, are you anticipating the hope of Christ this season? Are you preparing yourself for the anticipation of hope that comes with Christ? I would love to hear your Twitter responses or shoot me an email. And again, I will also put out my plug of I'm still looking for those words that help define what this podcast means to you as I'm designing a logo. And as I mentioned, if you missed the Thanksgiving week episode right after Thanksgiving, check it out. I talk about that I'm hoping to bring this podcast live end of this year, beginning of next year. I'm still got some things I'm figuring out here on the back end. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions as I am starting to progress with making some type of logo for this podcast. And I'd love to have your input. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And I'm excited for the new year and what this has to bring. So we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.